the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Money Monday on The Answer means a conversation with Josh Pick. Josh is with Aptus Wealth Management. They're located in Lewis Center, just off Route 750, a little bit north of 23 and 270. They give you a free consultation to help you learn more about planning for retirement, achieving financial independence later on in life. You can set up your appointment by calling 614-917-1040. You can also do it by making your appointment online at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. And Josh, we've got the Fed meeting this week. And before the banks started going through the drama that they're going through with a couple failing and rumors of many more failing, the thought was that Jerome Powell's testimony in Congress would uh, pretty much ensure a 50 basis points hike in the interest rates. Do you think they'll react the way that we thought they would maybe two weeks ago, or do you think they have to factor in what that might do to volatility in the markets, banks, and the future of banks? There seems to be some alarm bells on how many banks could potentially follow if the Fed continues to raise interest rates. Uh, while the Fed should not be concerned about you know, the stock market as a whole, I think it has to be concerned, or at least its goal is to be concerned about the virility of the U.S. economy and not throwing us into a tailspin into recession. And it certainly looks like, I'm not pulling the fire alarm yet, but it certainly looks like if we continue to do aggressive rate hikes, uh, not only is the market not going to like it, but now banks are in the same position as well. Yeah, but nobody likes inflation either. I mean, that's just crushing to particularly to people who's, uh, you know, are at the low end of the income scale because you obviously have some things you have to have, like probably eggs and gasoline and a lot of the things, food that have gone up. Uh, I don't know how anybody who's at the lower end of the income scale would afford a car. Some of the numbers you gave me on Friday about how much the price of and the average price of a car has gone up like $15,000. So it's difficult. I think the Fed always says number one job is to cure inflation, but uh, is that something they can put off or do they need to change how they view inflation? They always say 2% is the goal. Maybe they need to have a different goal. You rewind the clock back. We had talked, uh, you know, going back months and months ago about how the Fed was going to try and bring us into a soft landing. That was the, the definition. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the, and we said it was going to be very, very challenging. And here we are in very, very challenging times while the Fed tries to bring us in for a soft landing. And, you know, you had mentioned the the price of cars and the price of milk and all those things going up. Well, if you just look at the price of cars, uh, you're not really telling the whole story by even saying, well, you know, it's going up by $15,000 and that's an increase of, let's just say it's 30%. It's not an increase of 30% because we're a cash flow society, not a pay with cash society. So if you think about the price of that on a monthly basis, because how many people actually pay cash for cars, it's an increase of about 60% in payment. So it's not just a 30% increase in costs, it's a 60% increase in cash flow. And that's where Americans, I believe, are really getting pinched. And then you look at the potential of the federal government raising interest rates yet again. They're reaching this point where they're somewhat stuck between a rock and a hard place, where we have to get uh, you know, inflation under control. But at the same time, every time we raise interest rates, not only does it damage the overall economy, but it also raises the price that people are paying for things. 
like big capital expenditures think expenditures think houses, cars, et cetera. So it's, it's a it's a difficult road ahead in my opinion. You're listening to Money Monday on 98.9 The Answer, In Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management is our guest. You can get a hold of Josh and his team for a free consultation, find out more about the volatility out there in the markets and how what you can do to combat it and to not get really hammered by that with your retirement savings, your 401ks, and how you're planning for retirement. Their free consultation available by calling 614-917-1040. Their website is AptusWealth, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com. And while you're there signing up for the consultation, click on that button and subscribe to Josh's YouTube channel. You'll get a lot of concepts in smaller content doses so that you can pause it, share it with friends, uh, understand it, assimilate it much, much better. That site, again, is AptusWealth, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com. All this to me, Josh, underscores the importance of having a fiduciary who's uh, looking at things and understanding things on a level that I don't think the average layman does because a fiduciary is legally required to do what's best for clients. So uh, Silicon Valley Bank did not react in a timely manner to the changes with interest rates going up that would lower the uh, worth or the appeal of long-term investments. And they apparently had way too many long-term investments. Uh, What are you telling your clients and what... uh, were you counseling them to do over this past year when everybody knew that the Fed was going to be raising rates and they raised it, I think, 75 basis points four months in a row? It depends on your individual situation. But at the same time, I think you know the, the quick answer on what not to do is freeze. What, what you shouldn't do is put your head in the sand, throw your hands up in the air and say, there's nothing we can do. Uh, we might as well just, you know cross our fingers and hope for the best. There are things you can proactively do that will gain you some control back, some peace of mind back, and ensure that, you know, your retirement or whatever goal it is you're aiming for is not just all for for gone now. Um, So, you know, what we're suggesting that people do, let's just use one example uh, for a client that maybe is 60 years old, they're staring down the barrel of that retirement gun, they uh, maybe even their their occupation, they're a little concerned about, you know, what the economy is going to do to their job. Uh, well, one thing you should not do is run out and buy huge capital expenditures in times like these. Try and I'm not suggesting that you live like a pauper, but at the same time, maybe pull back the reins a little bit on some of those larger expenses. Try and increase your emergency fund in the event that you know things do get worse. You have that war chest to play with, and then you know if you're looking at your investments, um, one byproduct of raising interest rates has been well, you can get some pretty darn guaranteed interest rates right now. So maybe uh, rather than waiting until all is lost and you can't take the pain anymore and pulling all your money out of the stock market, like unfortunately we see people do time and time again, maybe the time is now to take a close look at your portfolio, reallocate some things to make them more suitable for what you're trying to achieve and maybe more palatable for your emotions and, and kind of control that volatility so that you can not necessarily sit this one out, uh, but at the same time feel comfortable with where you are. We're speaking with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. They're located in Lewis Center, just a little bit north of 23 and 270, right off Route 750. We do Money Monday every week with Josh, and we also together host the Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show Friday night at 7. It's replayed on Saturday at noon. Are we in this uh, bank, I'll call it a crisis, maybe it's not technically a crisis, but are we in this situation for the same reasons that we went through the last big financial, you know, drama 2008, which was housing related. Uh, if not, is a, is a housing crisis 
looming out there because of what conditions are right now. I mean, obviously, we have interest rates going up, so everybody's mortgage is more expensive. But do you think this could have the same kind of dramatic impact on housing where a lot of people place a lot of their, you know, investments? They believe their house is an investment long term for them. Is that around the corner? Or do we see the beginning stages of some things that we saw before, like in 2008? I think there's some similarities and there's some differences. Today, it's we're buying long-term bonds in a rising interest rate environment uh, to try and achieve yield, which has you know, got us in a whole bunch of problems in the way that we're having a run on the bank, and then we have to sell these bonds at a loss, which has created the, the problems like we've seen at Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, during the 2008-2009 crisis, it, it was loaning money to people who probably shouldn't get the money because we weren't really criterying these loans. And we were being very aggressive in our loan practices, and it came back to bite us. So the same thing remains true of banks just simply being over-aggressive and mismanaging funds. Now, whether or not that leads to uh, a future collapse in the housing market, um, I don't necessarily fall into that camp. I think there's definitely some some room for homes and housing prices to come down. But the real issue that we got into back in 08-09 was we had zero equity in our homes and we were over-leveraged in our homes with adjustable rate mortgages. If you look at the, the portfolio of loans that are on the books today across the United States, for the most part, people are in pretty good equity positions. And for the most part, people are in fixed-rate mortgages that are still back in those you know, 3 4% range. So I don't think we're heading back that direction, but I think it's going to be very difficult uh, for people to buy and sell homes just because of the rising interest rates. So I think you'll see more people staying put than maybe being as transient as they have been in the past. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And Josh and his team help you understand market conditions. Meet with them for your free consultation. Set it up online, AptusWealth, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com, or call their office and set that up, 614-917-1040. Josh, thanks for your time today. And again, if you'd like to set up that free consultation with Josh and the Aptus Retirement Blueprint team, you can do it by calling their office, 614-917-1040. You can make your appointment online, Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Sign up for Josh's YouTube channel and make sure you listen to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show Friday night at 7, Saturday at noon. That sounded like a bad junior high band for a second. We got it straight now. Too many things going on. Sorry, I double double tapped it and it went <laughs> boom. No worries, no worries. Uh, as we wrap up today, uh, I have not stuck my head outside to find out what kind of uh, day it is. It's supposed to be chilly but sunny, right? Um, can a I metal would, roof be installed during the winter months? Yes, it can. I would Hi, say. Folks. I would say. <laughs> if it is a nice day. Uh, maybe you should think twice about taking a deep breath in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I hold in my hand a story uh, with the headline, Here are the most polluted cities in the United States and world. Uh, About 90% of the global population in 2022 experienced unhealthy air quality, according to a new report from the Swiss air quality technology company, IQ Air. Uh, The report found that the five most polluted countries in 2022 were Chad, Iraq, I have a buddy who goes to Chad all the time on missionary work, Chad, Iraq, Pakistan, Bahrain, and Bangladesh. China's not on that list. They're building coal plants like nobody's business. What about U.S.? Well, according to the people from Switzerland, 
In you in the United States, the most polluted major cities were Columbus, Ohio, followed by Atlanta, Chicago, Indianapolis, and Dallas. Air quality in Columbus hit 13.1 micrograms of PM 2.5 particles per cubic meter in two. 2022, making it the most polluted major city in the United States. Oh, I knew it stunk of Democrats, but I didn't know the air quality was affected by the fact that Andrew Ginther and the city council is all Democrat. There we are, 13.1. Who's closest to us? Atlanta, 12.1. So there you go. People in Columbus, Ohio never tire of puffing their chests out about what a great city it is. You can tell people. I live through the worst air quality in the United States of America. Is anybody buying that? I'm not buying that. I would much rather have the air quality here than I would in San Francisco or L.A. or any place, or New York or any place, or New Orleans, which stinks of vomit and other assorted odors that I'm not really interested in tracing the origin of. Now, you know, of course, last week we spent a ton of time talking about the bank failures, Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank. First Republic Bank was in trouble. Credit Suisse, I told you about them. They've combined with the largest bank in Switzerland. They needed like a $54 billion influx of cash. Man, when you need $54 billion to stop from going out of business, you've made some really bad decisions somewhere along the line. And conversely, if somebody has $54 billion hanging around to buy you, they've made some really good decisions. But are we done with all this bank nonsense? Well, according to economists, experts, as many as 186 more banks are at risk of failure, even if only half their depositors decide to withdraw their funds, according to this new study. They blame, of course, the Federal Reserve's aggressive interest rate hikes. Well, what do you want? Do you want, inf- you want 6% inflation every month for the foreseeable future? We had 6% inflation in January of 2022, we have 6% inflation in January of 2023. In between, of course, we had inflation spiking all the way up to 9.1% at its apex. You do understand what it means when you have 6% inflation. It means you're paying 6% more across the board for goods now than you did the year before, because it's always year over year. So it's 6% in 2023 is 6% over January of 2022 which was 6% over January of 2021. And if you're saying, wait a minute, can I add up those 6%? Does that mean that I'm now paying 12% more in January of 2023 than I did in January of 2021? Yes, that is exactly what it means. And you say, well, wait a minute, I wish I was only paying 12% more for eggs. I do too. I wish I was only paying 12% more for a lot of things because I'm paying a lot more. Yes, you are. So I think the Fed has to get control of inflation. Bank failures, not a good thing. So that's the delicate balance, the needle they're trying to thread this week as they contemplate raising interest rates again. I don't think Jerome Powell can not raise interest rates because then you send the message, we don't care about inflation. We've told you inflation is the death of the American economy. <laughs> we were just kidding. We don't want any banks to go out of business. We don't run a run on the, We don't want a run on the banks. No, we don't want either. The sad part of this is, of course, the Biden administration will never own the fact that they are the cause of all of it. By spending over a trillion dollars in March of 2022 on the 
perfectly democratically named in uh, uh, up, what was it? Built wasn't built back better. American Rescue Plan. Yes, the American Rescue Plan has plunged us into an either or bad situation. You have inflation or you can have bank failures. That's the American Rescue Plan. Thank goodness they didn't call it. Or thank goodness they didn't come up with anything called the Ruin America Plan. And of course, every Democratic agenda item is exactly the opposite of what it says. The American Rescue Plan did not rescue America. It put us in financial peril. Just like the Inflation Reduction Act did not reduce inflation. So this study from these experts say that 186 more banks could fail. Now, you know they bailed out Silicon Valley Bank. They're picking and choosing their winners. They like Silicon Valley Bank. Why do they like Silicon Valley Bank? Well, because Silicon Valley Bank has a lot of cash that it gave to, oh, guess what, Democratic candidates. Here are the numbers. Silicon Valley Bank Managing Director Gerald Brady doted $5,600 to Joe Biden for president. The Democratic National Committee received at least $33,000. Biden's presidential campaign is returning $8,400. Oh, good. Whoop-de-doo. That'll do a lot. It's more the policies than the the after-the-fact giving back of the cash, Joe. Uh, Senators Mark Warren, Democrat of Virginia, and Patrick McHenry, Republican of North Carolina, were among the biggest recipients of money from Silicon Valley Bank. Now, this Republican guy, he must be like the Republicans in the Ohio House. He must be a Republican in name only. Now, we have, of course, talked a lot about the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, and you know that J.D. Vance has been pounding the table for get these big piles of contaminated dirt out of here, except the problem was facilities in Michigan and Texas didn't want the dirt. I don't blame them. I wouldn't want Ohio's dirty dirt either. The U.S. EPA has stepped in and has now ordered states with approved and available toxic waste facilities to accept materials transported from the train derailment in East Palestine. So there's no more turning down our dirty dirt, our contaminated dirt. The decision by the EPA came two days after J.D. Vance called on the Biden administration to do more to remove waste from the small village on the Ohio-Pennsylvania border. Oh, look at that. J.D. Vance getting action, getting things done. Of course, nobody does more for the little man than Sherrod Brown. And nobody's more apt to tell you that than who? Sherrod Brown and Sherrod Brown's campaign committee. And Democrats extolling Sherrod Brown. Boy, oh boy. We got to, if, if we don't get rid of Sherrod Brown out of the Senate in 2024, then he'll be on the, uh, well, he'll be, he'll be on the, uh, continue on the Joe Biden political uh, grift career train. He's already been on it for almost that long. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.